We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 1980 Christmas edition of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. And it's a very special edition this year because we have a new joke which will be told by <laughs> one of the team members at some stage in the proceedings. But before we reach that, let's give a warm hello, thank you, and last orders, please, to our two teams. On my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton. <laughs> and on their right, Barry Pryor and Graham Gardner. And straight away, let's go over to our pianist, Colin Sell, for a seasonal note. Thank you, Colin. Now, <laughs> before we do round one, teams, you'll see that in front of you, you have a Christmas cracker. What I'd like you to do is to pull the crackers now, and then I'm going to ask you to tell us what you have in them in the way of a gift, oh. and also to sing the motto that you'll find inside. Pull the cracker. I've got to go. you at home, I'd like to put your ah! fingers in oh! Oh, made in Belfast. Oh, nothing in there. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a dead bird in mine. <laughs> mine says keep okay, away from children. Okay, we'll leave start then. A dead bird and uh, your motto, yes. would you please sing? Colin, give me a joke. It's more of a riddle. What is the difference between photography and influenza? Answer. One makes facsimiles. The other six families. Oh. And now for the hard of hearing. Yes, you can have a mark for that, uh, Willie. We'll go over now to uh, Graham. Why is a pig's tail like a carving knife? I don't know. Why is a pig's tail like a carving knife? Because it's waved over ham. <laughs> Victorian conundrum. Well, <laughs> so, we never heard what uh, gift you've got in yours. I got a pirate's eye patch. I was hoping for a parrot. <laughs> oh, never mind. Too bad. Tim Brookhaver. I think I have a bracelet made of Esther Ransom's teeth. Cupid's <laughs> <laughs> arrows strike the dark deeply through my faithful heart evermore my love Lord. what a boring cracker this one was showing it to the audience that's certainly it? the best motto so far now Barry it's a small plastic urn like something for providing specimens for midgets. I don't know what. <laughs> I tried to blow it, Tom, but there we are. Why do old maids wear muffs? Why do old maids wear muffs? What a good question you're asking me. Why do old maids wear muffs? To which I reply, to keep off the gas. 
Okay, well, Tim Brooke Taylor's the only, uh, the, the one who won that round, because he's the only one who'd left his funny hat on. <laughs> and we go on to the first uh, proper round now to round off the program. And this is one that's called Christmas Stockings. Our two teams uh, are overcome with the festive spirit, and for reasons that are too complicated to go into, they're going to stuff a Christmas stocking with presents beginning with a letter that I shall give them. The other team can challenge if they think that any of the presents will have difficulty getting into a stocking. The first team will then provide some suitably far-fetched and amusing explanation as to how they intend to cram them in. <laughs> have you got that? Okay, well, we're going to start now with you, Tim and Willie, and your letter is P. Potato. In the stocking. Parkinson. <laughs> Stuffed. Just wishful thinking. Uh, <laughs> porridge. Oh, no. Pyramid. Uh, challenge there from Barry Crouch. Uh, rather late. I was going to challenge Parkinson on the grounds of it's not an inanimate object, and then I had second thoughts. <laughs> Sorry about that, Hunt. Too late, yes. Carry on, Tim. Uh, plate. Uh, photographic counter at Boots. <laughs> what? A challenge from Barry Crouch again. No. Or was it from... Or I'm sometimes known, Graham Garden. No, it's all right. Uh, did Tim say plate? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Porcupine? Parisian model second floor? <laughs> Parisian model third floor? Oh, ah, there was a fourth floor, but it fell off. Um, <laughs> poetic license? <laughs> Peruvian ambassador? Certainly. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Challenge from Barry Cryer. Name him. <laughs> Juan Morales Los Paraguayos. You called? I retire. <laughs> I retire abashed. Prunes for later. <laughs> this is a long-running serial. Parachute for Parisian model fourth floor. <laughs> I ask you, uh, <laughs> uh, Plank. Prostate. Priest. Phonograph. Portly. Port. An adjective. You're right, Barry. Thank and you. And you take over the, uh, the the filling of the stocking now for your team. And your letter is F. F. A fairy for the top of the Christmas tree. Second floor. Name <laughs> <Damn> him. <laughs> well, go on. No, he's currently the Peruvian ambassador. I wouldn't like to. <laughs> Name him. <laughs> Willie just did, and I, uh, I couldn't follow that. <laughs> follow him. <laughs> Tim, you did very badly on your round, but you've made it up with challenges. <laughs> uh, you've got uh, three seconds left, Barry. I'm uh, pathetic. Farthingale. I don't know the metric equivalent of that. Yes, right. Now then, we go on <laughs> to... Uh, the point. This is the point uh, where I ask the teams to sharpen their pencils and their wits and start thinking of late arrivals at the Christmas ball, which I'll ask them to give the end of the program. Late arrivals teams at the Christmas ball. Now we have the round called Double Feature, and this round, as you all know, takes as its premise the poverty of the international film industry. For economic reasons, new films will have to be remakes of pairs of old films. I want you to hear the resulting titles, and I will award points for anything approaching humour. <laughs> right. However, generally. We'll start as points are very scarce, with Barry Cryer. Um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and the Elephant Man will become a new picture called Any Which Way You Can. 
carnal knowledge from the man with bogey's face, a new film called Carnal Bogey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for that applause. Timber Taylor. Uh, uh, the makers of, of Dallas, um, Last Ditch Stand and Ring of Bright Water are going to produce a film that's Dallas Ditch Water. Terrific. My brilliant career uh, combined with Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and the Boyfriend, which is called My Who's a Big Boy Then? <laughs> okay. Graham, Graham Gunn. They're going to combine breaking glass and gone with the wind and get some very funny looks on the bus. <laughs> okay, will you ask? Well, so pathetic is the film industry. I've got the elephant man combined with the pink panther, and it's the spirit of Christmas pissed. <laughs> Theatrically, they're actually combining the last of Mrs. Cheney and the mouse trap, which is going to be the last of the mouse trap. Or oh, thank God for that. Real <laughs> <laughs> McClare, which begins at F, and they might have mentioned previously. <laughs> Hawk the Slayer, The Ring Cycle, and Days of Wine and Roses is appearing as no hawkers, circulars, or butlers. <laughs> uh, Tim and Willie are way ahead at the moment. Uh, Barry, would you like to come back and try and catch Well, up? my mind dwelt on Kurosawa's new epic, uh, Kagi Musha, which is combined <laughs> with the Jack Nicholson film Five Easy Pieces for a new film called Mushy Peas. <laughs> but then I moved on. Seasonal offering. They're, they're uh, combining some like it hot, mean streets, and the spy who came in from the coast to make a hot, mean spy. <laughs> oh, slightly subtle one here. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Nickleby and Blazing Saddles to produce burnt bums. Would you like a pause so that the singing? Lonely Star Above Us the Waves and Invasion of Giant Squid, a new film called Lone as a Quid. <laughs> now then, we have. Good anticlimax. Good anticlimax. We have a round now called Sing Along. In this round, each panelist has to sing along with a disc. Once the tune and tempo have been established, the sound of the disc will disappear and the panelist will be left on his own. After an embarrassing pause, the disc comes back and the panelist scores points if he's still with it. All these songs come from the record Sing Along and Maximus and are sung by oh. Max Bagrave. Oh, half the paper bag. <laughs> and the necessary bucket. Incidentally, I'm going to mark this one on the length of your applause. So, uh, Graham Garden, yours, your song mm. is Winter Wonderland. Yes. Are you listening? In the line, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight, walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away, here's a bluebird, here to stay, here's a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in the winter make that four marks to Graham Garden. <laughs> Willie Rushton, your song is Old Lang Syne. Should old acquaintance be forgotten? In your case, Max Sutherland. Never brought to mind. Should old acquaintance be forgotten? <laughs> 
Okay, Willie, one mark to you now. And <laughs> unfortunately, Willie Rushton, you came in last, so you I didn't... No, Max came last. I was going to say that you win Mr. Max Bygraves record. <laughs> so we go on with the next game now, which is the game called Good News, Bad News. Someone whom I'm about to nominate will start with some good news, and the next person will give us the corresponding bad news, and then the next person will give us the good news, and then we'll go back to the other person who'll give us the bad news, over to the second person who came in who'll give us the good news, back, and so on. Except February, Until which is 29. Until I press the buzzer. <laughs> Until I press the buzzer. Now, Graham. Yes. Will you start off with the good news, please? Right. The good news is Ronald Reagan is making another film. <laughs> good, good news. Uh, the bad news, it's Apocalypse Now. <laughs> As opposed to the film of Mick Jagger's life, which is Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Um, where are we? Good news. The good news. The musical. Bad news, so was over a lovely war. <laughs> the good news, Reagan's only got a small part. <laughs> Bad news is the next line's been cut. <laughs> yes, I mean it has to now. <laughs> okay, Tim, you're going to start with some good news. Um, good news, please you, Hump. Um, we're all getting a Christmas bonus. Bad news, so are all the other pensioners. <laughs> the further good news, we're all getting a little something extra in our stockings. Bad news, varicose veins. Several years medical training with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Willie Rushton, do you want to start with some good news? Uh, good news, Prince Charles is engaged. Bad news is the train is still standing in the station. <laughs> Good news is that's what I call a royal flush. <laughs> Bad news is um, uh, I haven't got a funny line. <laughs> Good news is the British Rail have got hundreds of them. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Now, Willie, you didn't play a very prominent part in the Thank last you. round, so you can start, you can start this one. Uh, some good news, please. Good news! The Romans are back in Britain. Uh, <laughs> bad news, I'm a druid. <laughs> good news, I'm a druid, too. <laughs> bad news, I'm Mary Whitehouse. <laughs> good news, the Romans aren't fussy. <laughs> Very good by both teams there. We're going to go on now with the game called Simon Says. I'm going to tell the teams to do various things, and they have to do them. Marks will be awarded according to how well they do them, and deducted for falling over or getting stuck. I'd like those of you in the studio or listening on your car radios or at home to join in with this game. And let me remind you that if I don't say Simon Says, teams, you must not do what I tell you to do. Otherwise, you will be disqualified. Simon Says, stand up. Huh. <coughs> Simon says, raise the right leg. Uh, Simon says, raise the left leg. Uh, 
I I'm can't keep this up for long. <laughs> okay, get down on all fours. Timbrook Taylor has been disqualified. And I'm, I must tell you that if you get disqualified more than six times, you have to leave the game. <laughs> Simon says get down on all fours. Should, should, should we not, Humphrey, at this stage, issue a warning to drivers on the M4 not to play along? <laughs> or those who are already crouching? Simon says waggle your button. <laughs> I'd hate to be on the M4 now. <laughs> Simon says, jump up in the air. Ah. I wish the other two had come down. Touch <laughs> your right ear. Oh. Uh, that is disqualified. Simon says, put your fingers in your ears. Simon says, now take them out. <laughs> Simon says, now take them out. That's a nice signal to the teams to take their fingers out of their ears so that we can go on with the next game. After what can only be described as an ovation from the audience. <laughs> right, now we have a, a, a subtle game, as you can tell from its title. It's called Predictions for 1981. I'm going to ask the teams for their predictions about some of the things that are going to happen in 1981. So are you ready, teams? All right, we'll start with you, Graham Garden. At the old Vic, Peter O'Toole and Timothy West will co-star in a production of The Odd Couple. <laughs> Tim, how about you? Um, Michael Foote's credibility will be devalued and become ten inches. <laughs> Barry, the <laughs> Barry Humphreys will change sex as we know it. <laughs> uh, Barry, would you like to volunteer? I've jotted down a few thoughts. Rit Eklund will write a book about how she'd never met the Shah of Persia. And Tony Blackburn will turn professional. <laughs> Willie, how about you? Uh, all the remaining friends and acquaintances of Harold Wilson will be rounded up by Interpol and MI5. <laughs> Prince Charles will marry the Supremes, but not necessarily in that order. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Thatcher will invade Poland and no one else will. <laughs> I think there's a lot of loose talk there about Prince Charles. Yeah, in 1981, I think press speculation about his romantic life will end when the palace announces that he's broken it off. <laughs> By the law of averages, through a mix-up, Tommy Doherty and Malcolm Allison will be managing the same club at one moment. <laughs> Humphrey Littleton will be knighted, not before time. Well, I should get a lot of points for that. <laughs> Do you wish to try and catch him up? <laughs> I think I'd rather die first. <laughs> no, I think that's... Uh, I mean, always uh, end on a high note, so I think we'll end around there. <laughs> and we've gone to around now, which is intriguingly called backwards. And this way... <laughs> For lack of a better description, I must tell you, this is a music round. Just before the programme, both teams have secretly 
recorded a song, one song each. And we're now going to play it backwards and their opponents have to guess what the song is. And you can join in in the audience. Anybody in the audience who gets the answer right will, of course, go straight to the top of the um, marked list. And we're going to start with you now, Graham Garden. Okay. This is your song. The Swedish national anthem. Three people standing up at the back. Good evening, nice to see you here. Well, I'm fine. Jim and Willie, can you guess that one? Excellent, an extremist. In the old arm. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll play it the right way round, and so they can tell. See if we can guess that. And if it is Graham. There's a tiny house by a tiny stream where a lovely lad had a lovely dream. And the dream came true quite unexpectedly in Gilly Gilly on the Pepper and Elbow by the Sea. Well, no, no, I don't know that. Swedish well, national anthem. Now, Willie, that gives you a hint. <coughs> you still don't know. No. Right, go on now. Willie. Any old on or... Any old, no. No, no Willie, we'll, uh, we'll hear your song now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Graham or Barry, any ideas? Well, it sounded like any old iron after you've been mentioning it compulsively. It's one of those jolly, well, rollicking like Cockney songs. What a mouth. Or... Anybody in, in, in the audience? Songs? Nah. What? Not the nun's chorus, no. Run no. Rabbit. Run Rabbit, gentlemen. Not said Rabbit. Run Rabbit, no, I'm no. sorry. Let's hear you play right. One, two, three, and up, four, and up, rock. Four, and up, rock. Okay. Right, let's hear Barry Cry's song now. Uncannily like. I needed forceps, I'll tell you that. Well, <laughs> uncannily like Max Pryker singing Old Lang Syne, isn't it? <laughs> um, something of Jolson's, was it? No, no, no. The first line is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you heard that. Is that a clue? Yes, it's a clue, yes. It was preceded by the indefinite article. <laughs> Think of Fur Rank Sinatra. Not uh, when you listen to a that. A funny I mean, valentine. Let's try the audience now. Anybody got any ideas about this round? You're... <laughs> I think that was that good. <laughs> Can we have that suggestion the right way around? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? No? You would never love it. That's nothing to do with it, Mother. Thank you. By your face. I think you should be knighted too. <laughs> okay. So let's hear that one the right way around. Put us all out of our misery. Not me. 
foggy day in London town had me low had me down and suddenly I saw you there and in foggy London town the sun was shining Very crowded, very crowded. Yeah. I once thought Star was still <laughs> there. Do you remember when comedy shows always used to have a, a celebrated singer in the middle of them to break the thing up? No, before my time. I, was it? <laughs> I remember when they used to have jokes. <laughs> we finished all that. We're going to hear Tim's song now. <laughs> Nurse, the screen. <laughs> okay, now, Graham. Easy, ding dong merrily on high. <laughs> now, <laughs> we have to see how far off you are. Know right. Just listen. That silicone is wonderful stuff, you know. <laughs> what gave it away? Okay, the long tortured Gloria at the end. Oh, she's left. <laughs> <laughs> that was an extraordinary win by uh, Graham Gardner. And we're now going to go on for the game that all of you have been playing since we were last on the air. And it's, of course, Mornington Crescent. And uh, teams, we're going to, as this is the Christmas, the festive occasion, we're going to play with the open rules. Let me just remind you, then, oh. that diagonal, parallel transfer and horizontal exchange are all permitted. Junctions automatically throw the ploy into reverse, and yellow, green, and blue can be brought into operation above and below the line. <laughs> yes? Yellow, green, and, and blue. And blue. You can't have green with open rules. I'm sorry. To be a bit pernickety. You can't have green. Has been done. Has been done. You can't. Not here. I'm sorry. I'm afraid my uh, judgment so on this is, is absolutely unreversible. So uh, right. that's sorry. another rule. Well, I know. I, I mean, mentioned. you started playing properly, not at all. <laughs> Come back, Barry. All Sit right. down. All right. I'll play it. I'll right. And you can start. Oh, thank you. Euston Road. Greek Street, uh, being Christmas, uh, North Pole Road. <laughs> Green Park, Bishop Gate. <laughs> the hell with you, Paradise Row. Cold Harbour Lane. Mornington Square. Oh. Piccadilly. Thank you. Oh, clever talk. New Bond Street. Old Bond Street. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I've said Green Park, haven't I? Yes, and very nicely. <laughs> Albemarle Street. Mornington Crescent, yes. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes.
I didn't block one, baby. Mm. Well played, Barry Cryer, though. I must admit that I didn't see that coming. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to the round, which is uh, the round called Misleading Advice. I'm going to ask the teams to do their good deed for the day and give me some misleading advice for Christmas. Misleading advice for Christmas, starting with you, Willie Rushton. It's at a party. Why don't you go over there and have a really lively conversation with John Biffin? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you join in the Lumberjacks tree-felling contest in Trafalgar Square? <laughs> a spatter of applause puts you in the lead. Now then, uh, Tim, what about then. yours? Do you take advantage of British Rail's free travel on Christmas Day? <laughs> You're catching up with that one. My mind drifted back to um, when we did misleading advice for to tourists. I think they should be helped. I think they should be told that if one of our policemen proffers them a breathalyzer, they should oblige him with a specimen as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a very useful thing. To ensure the best possible flavor, frozen turkey should not be defrosted until the last possible minute. Um, never more than ten minutes before cooking. <laughs> <laughs> or always allow one turkey per person. <laughs> Incidentally, there's no need to buy batteries. There's always a battery with every toy. That's me, Jack. There's not the shop open you can get a battery from, so on Christmas Day, but just thought I'd mention that. Well, for value for money at Christmas for any foreigners here, the, the best possible um, way to get British craftsmanship at its best with examples of British wit, wit you can do no better than buy a box of crackers. <laughs> An English carol singers love our traditional cry of sod off snotty breath. <laughs> okay, okay, yes. We have a round now which I think uh, Timbrook Taylor has already begun. It's called Singing Sprint. In this round, one team sings a song as fast as they can, and then the opposing team must beat their time. I have a stopwatch here, and uh, the winners will get a mark. Uh, the song is that classic uh, up till this moment, Do Re Mi, from The Sound of Music, and uh, with a stopwatch at the ready. Let's start with Tim and Willie. You've got to sing this as quick as you can. Well, that was extraordinary enough. 17 seconds, which is uh, quite obviously wrong somewhere along the line. I think uh, that that was too much of a duet. So, Graham and Larry, we're going to slightly alter things now to even things up and make it much more fair. I'd like you to sing alternate words. Ah. Starting... Now. Joe, a deer, a female deer. Ray, a drop of golden sun. Me, a name I call myself. Far, a long, long way to run. A needle pulling thread. La, a note on high or low. Tea, drink with jam and bread. And we'll bring us back to Joe. Joe, Reggie, far, so lucky, Joe. Yes. 
No need to go into details, but Graham and Barry won that round, and we go on to the ad-lib poem now. I'm going to give someone the first line of a poem, and they continue until I buzz, like that, and the next person continues. And to keep us in Christmas mood, I'm going to give you a line from A Christmas Carol. And the line is, God bless you all, said Tiny Tim. God bless you, everyone. God bless us, everyone, as I remember from my well-thumbed uh, copy of the aforementioned yeah. poem. Are you, are you challenging? <laughs> no, no, you're well, starting. Barry Cry is starting. Oh, Lord. We're having a lovely Christmas. It really is such fun. I've eaten quite a lot today. I've eaten far too much. <laughs> Meanwhile at home, old Scrooge was doing impersonations of facts. <laughs> <laughs> topical, topical. He sang Black Magic several times and kicked the parting cat. <laughs> and then he kicked Bob Cratchit and thought, well, that's that. <laughs> but Cratchit, in rebellious mood, turned upon a Scrooge. It's a good rhyme. He was uh, a yeah. dreadful miser. The uh, <laughs> cheeks were painted rouge. <laughs> Oh, God bless you all, said Tiny Tim. God bless us, everyone. Ah. He said the line again, I think. To reassure his mum. To reassure his mum. God bless you, said his sweet old mum. God bless you all today. Then suddenly a rattling of chains. Oh, filled we are with dismay. We being Ebenezer Scrooge, who paid a bed that morn and saw old Marley's ghost loom up with a visage all forlorn. <laughs> Ebenezer, said Jacob, you are a saucy man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yes, I will sit down with you and consume some apple flan. <laughs> thing you never gave to me when I worked at the bench. The best I had for Christmas wasn't turkey but gudgeon or tench. <laughs> but Scrooge exclaimed, who are these ghosts with you that cry like shipwrecked sailors? <laughs> Replied the spectre you must have heard of Marley and the whaler. <laughs> Uh, Graham Darden wins that one. We, I'm going to give you another, try and make this one as short as possible, teams. I'm going to start with you, Willie Rushton, to complete this line. Are you ready? Yes. The slap of naked flesh proclaimed an orgy in the lighthouse. <laughs> what is Ian Paisley doing on top of poor old Mrs. Whitehouse? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, that was a good one. Yeah. Right, brilliant. Proud <laughs> to be on my team. Now, here's a, here's a round that's called Christmas Gifts for Particular People. Appropriate presents for people of your choice. And they don't have to be all that particular. Now then, Graham Garden. This Christmas, no child's nursery should be without a J.R. doll. You wind it up and it double-crosses Noddy. <laughs> Tim? To Jacqueline Bissett, I would like to give myself... 
several times. Um, the England cricket team, two West Indian fast bowlers. Barbara Woodhouse of Bone. Reverend Ian Paisley of Volume Control. <laughs> Twelve marks for effort. <laughs> so prompted by that remark. I think Ian Paisley's a ripe field for Christmas presents. An orange jockstrap. <laughs> uh, box of Catholic cornflakes. <laughs> those are the ones that go snap, crackle and poop. <laughs> Some tablets for loss of voice to make sure he gets it. <laughs> and a clerical collar size very small. <laughs> Okay, Willie. Willie Ruston. Well, I, I can now rub Mr. Kosygin off my list. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> again, it's Sir Michael Foot. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to give Jimmy Savile a bushel to hide his light under. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> kind thought at this, at this time of year. I was going to give Sir Michael Edwards a cowboy outfit, but he's already got one. Anymore? Sometimes quite this funny. This is the point in the programme where, where I sit back and relax so that I can uh, listen to all these lovely announcements for the arrivals at the Christmas ball. Anybody start who wishes? <laughs> God knows I'd help you, but the Sharaban hasn't turned up yet. <laughs> I'm containing my own long list of guests. <laughs> but when they do arrive, I'll certainly join in. Well, you're welcome. Take two. No, well, take three, there are only four. <laughs> take four. When you go... Oh. <laughs> Tim's going to start. <laughs> Please be welcome. Mr. and Mrs. not being given another Guinness Book of Records and their hermaphrodite <laughs> child. Surely I've not been given another Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> I'll while you're behind. <laughs> the Sharaban still hasn't turned up, otherwise I could improve the whole... Oh, there's that old taxidermist George Paxo. Mr. and Mrs. A Manger and their son Wayne Manger. <laughs> all the way from Dockland, the lovely Miss Gover, known to us all affectionately as Whopping Angover. <laughs> Will you welcome from Italy, please? And remember, they are foreigners in our country, so be kind to them. Senior and Senora Drink and Drive and their daughter Donna, you drink and drive. <laughs> Don't there, Mr. and Mrs. Dunyan Stuffing. And their very wise, their very wise daughter, Sage and Dunyan Stuffing. <laughs> and now it's Willie's turn. No, I, I, a phone <laughs> call is coming from way. the driver of the Sharaban who says he's being breathalyzed in a lay-by near Bletchley. <laughs> Good heavens, all the way from Spain, some other visitors. Let's welcome them as well. Senor and Senora, shopping day for Christmas. With their son, who we rarely see, and we cry, bloody hell, it's only one shopping day for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. High, and their happy bell-ringing son, ding-dong, merry Leon High. <laughs> and Mr. and Mrs. Woods and their babe, Cindy Woods. <laughs> Didn't I hear the sound of a charabang pulling up? Outside? Yes, you no, did. <laughs> ah, welcome, Willie's party. Well, they've let a lad in. Yes. <laughs> Funny way to hang in your notice, this, really. 
Sure, I believe the audience, I should say, that things are absolutely level pegging at the moment. Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Damnation, not turkey sandwiches again. And their daughter, <laughs> Helen Damnation, not turkey sandwiches again. <laughs> oh, somebody just found Elsie Tanner in the pudding. Well, ladies and gentlemen, all good things have to come to an end. And this program also has to come to an end now, so all I have to do is to tell you the score, which is that Graham and Barry have won tonight's Star Prize, which is a holiday for three in Rickmansworth. <laughs> Plus the latest sing-along a Leonid Brezhnev LP, but Tim uh, and Willie, you, you've been wonderful contestants, and we're very sorry to lose you, but you don't go home single-handed. You have a Dennis Rousseff whoopee cushion. <laughs> And make a Willie White go out of a potato kit. <laughs> and some Harvey Smith nutcrackers. <laughs> and from all of us this year, goodbye. Eric Fryer, Graham Garden, Tim Taylor, and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Mitterson, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Geoffrey Perkins. Thank <laughs> you.